Corey Paul is a 17-year industry veteran. He's an educator, launching in his own product line, and a salon owner. Last time, if you missed his previous interview, we got to know him, got to little know a little bit about his career, how he was able to achieve all these things, and a lot of really awesome information. So make sure you get back and check that out. Hello, and welcome back to Hairdresser Strong Show. Uh, my name is Robert Hughes, and today we're talking with Corey Paul about his his career and what it means to, to him to give back to the community and education, et cetera. So, uh, Corey, how are you doing today? Doing good, man. Doing good. I can't complain. Nice. nice day. Nice day. Beautiful day. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, last time we talked, uh, we talked a lot of bit about like a lot of like your whole your story. And uh, yeah, I got to pull some really valuable details out of you about like for anybody who's looking to, uh, you know, have a similar or experience or learn from your experience. And um, and we you talk a lot about education um, and we had discussed previously about how you go into the schools and uh i really like i really like to hear more about that so why don't you uh kind of tell us a little bit about about that and maybe give a little like intro to anybody who didn't see your previous uh episode all right cool well Corey paul um let's say 17 years in the business winston-salem north carolina is where i'm located passionate about education seeing stylists grow and you know just i, I love the cosmetology industry I love everything about it. But um, as far as the education standpoint goes, I love going to schools. I love seeing, you know, students get excited when I come into the school um, and just about the information about the industry. You know, sometimes in school, they get so condensed with just trying to pass the state board that they kind of lose sight of what to expect when they get out of school and how to build a business and what is it going to take you know, to be successful in the industry. So I love going and empowering the students, giving them a little bit about, you know, my story, how I was able to get to where I am today, what that journey looked like, um, and just kind of mentoring a lot of students along the way. That's amazing. I love that. So um, I visit schools as well, and uh, I feel exactly the same way that you feel about, like, you know, cut touching, get in touch with them and, like, you're right. They do get bombarded down with uh, trying to pass the state board. And as a matter of fact, I just had a friend and colleague call me and say that they wanted to get into go uh, to, into education and they wanted to go to the schools. And they, they were asking me some interesting questions. I'd be curious to know what your thoughts were on this. Um, they were they said, how do I like first question for you? Do you do haircuts when you go? Do you do color? Do you do models? Or do you do more public, more more motivational speaking, question and answer? Like, what is your 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 style like when you go? So um, I work closely with the instructors and the directors of the school. So based off you know where the students are. So if they're on a color chapter, then I go in and out either take a model or a mannequin and do a color. If they're in a cutting. You know, so I just kind of work with the school to see where the students are and then go in and do that from a technical standpoint. Now, I always, no matter whether I'm doing cutting, color, whatever it is, I'm always wanting to give them some motivation um, as well with it. You know, so even if it's gotcha. a cut, I try to, you know, work in there how to be successful with cutting um, and building a business and building your brand. You know, so I just try to work it all in there. 
So this sounds uh, like you're almost like a compliment to, to the regular instruction. How often are you going? Um, I go about every two to three months. Okay. All right. Gotcha. So you're like a regular, you know, a, a guest speaker, guest artist at the schools and the students almost expect to see you kind Definitely. of thing. Yeah. That's nice. That's a nice setup. I had that setup once long time ago, like before Instagram was really big and uh, I was going to uh, the different Paul Mitchell schools and there's another school called Graham Webb here in the area. Uh, we, I would go once a month and uh, it was great, like being there on the regular basis. Um, how long have you been doing that? Um, I would probably say, I want to say since at least 2016. Okay. Uh, I got um, actually the manager of my salon. He was one of the students um from like the first or second class that i went to at empire nice so um it's definitely good to go and build relationships whether it's with the instructors directors and so that's really how i was able to get my foot in the door just building those core relationships with them and of course doing a great job when i went in there but you know that was a good way for me to to keep coming back and so once i um i did probably I probably say that first year I maybe went twice. Okay. And from there, um, they asked me to get on their um, their committee for um, the school, and so basically you come in and give them input about you know different things they can change or things you nice. would like to implement into um, their program, and so it just grew from there. So I remember last time we were talking about for stylists who are looking to open up a salon definitely go and build those relationships with the schools in your area so they'll send you students that's so. amazing i love that yeah. um so so not only are you able to like practice your passion for education you're also giving back to the community however i got one question is this all volunteer work oh yes Okay. I thought so. I just wanted to make that up. Excuse me. Um, okay. So yeah, so you're volunteering, you're giving back to the community, you're helping out the, out out the rising talent. You're also helping out, uh, the schools, which are a really important part of the, the, of the industry. Uh, they due to regulation, and this is my opinion, I'm throwing in there, of course, but, uh, due to regulations, they typically aren't able to, teach them all the things that they need to teach. They need to get them to pass state board. So we kind of really you're doing the service to the industry that that can't be done without volunteers it, in, in a way, like maybe, I don't know. How do you feel about that? Definitely, definitely. So yeah, go, go, and, and they need it. Like the students need it, the schools need it. So definitely if you had that passion about education or even if you're thinking that's something that you want to get into, I would definitely say start out at a school first. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so now I got another question. Um, what, have you noticed any difference in expectations, attitudes, or desires of the students from when you were first getting into it until now with like everything that's happened between now and the, since then? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yeah. What kind uh, of differences? Oh, I'll even say just from which, I mean, I've been in the industry for 17 years, but even just how it's transformed from when I was in school to where things are now, you know, so they expect to, when they get out of school, like you're going to come in and you're walking into a full book every day. And it's just, that's not the case. 
So, you know, and they expect, okay, well, I'm going to get out of school, go into a suite, I'm going to promote on social media, and I'm going to fill up super quick, you know, which is, again, not the case. Like, right. you have to put in that footwork, you got to put in that groundwork to build up, um, you know, know how to rebook, know how to, even if you're posting on social media, what to say when you're posting on social media. You know, if you put on social media, book me, but you don't have your booking link in there. You don't put, you know, hashtags yeah. in your city, where you're located, how people can get in touch with you. Then you drop the ball, you know, right. and that in turn, you know, makes people not want to do hair anymore because they feel like, hey, it didn't work out for me. My business didn't grow. And you really just didn't have the guidance to grow, you know. So, again, for me and my journey, I kind of was able to link up with different people from the Advanced Academy or the people who work at JCPenney's to kind of help me grow. And so definitely for students, if you don't have that mentor, find you one. That's one thing you would definitely mm -hmm. need in the industry, whether it's a mentor on skill, business, whatever, definitely find you a mentor. Nice. I love that. Thank you so much for that. So uh, you, let me ask this, how do I ask this question? So you would say, it's funny you say that, what you said, like the differences and the students' expectations and beliefs. Uh, I have noticed that as well, where uh, there's a lot, kind of want to skip the step of working at a salon, training and building up. Um, so like, and you said, you mentioned something else that has come up in other conversations with other salon owners and uh, educators is about the um, the amount of people that leave the industry uh, that went to school is, from what I understand, it's a pretty high percentage of people who don't make it past like the first few years, three to five years or something like that. Oh, yeah. And you, you think that that has a lot to do with this, uh, you know, they don't want to put in that, that initial uh, grind to build up. Um, what do you, would you say, like, you true? I mean, and I'm sure you've seen a lot of people, because you go so frequently, just kind of like, disappear. I don't know, like, uh, what is your experience and all that? Or your perspective? I would definitely say, like, not putting the grind in. But again, like, they don't have that guidance to show them how. So literally, like, all the students who have um, come to the salon, like, I could say nine out of ten have been successful because I'm showing them from step by step from how to greet the client, how to do proper consultations, how to, you know, give expectations of services, and to rebook. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So you, I'm giving them all the tools that they need and helping them along the way. Right. Gotcha. Versus where some students, they get out of school and they go into um, salons that aren't a good fit for them. So even when I go to the schools, I'm like, don't just jump at the first salon that you go to. Right. Go and visit right. different salons. See what it's like on their slow days. See what it's like on their busy days. What's yeah. the atmosphere list like? You know, do they listen to rap music? Do they listen to jazz? Do they listen to country? Like, is that something that you'll be able to work in and have a a growing work in, working environment, you know? So yeah, that's kind of giving them, giving them got that guidance. Um, the thing with, I guess, college versus, versus cosmetology school is internships, right? We really don't have internships in our industry. Mm -hmm. So it's important for you to go to a salon where education is, is, is present, it's, you know, important, and it's, it's, it's one of the top things there. 
So for students, definitely, if you're looking for a salon, go to a salon that is education focused. That's pretty much going to be like your internship before jumping in on your own. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Good. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Awesome. Uh, so there was one other, there's another question I was thinking I was going to ask you. Um, oh, in your salon, um, are you running a booth rental or a commission salon? How do you run your space? So I have both. So okay. um, I have a pretty large salon. So one side is commission-based. The other side is booth rental-based. So, okay. Um, a lot of the stylists who have come in on commission, once they feel like they're ready to spread their wings out, then I offer them a space on the booth rental side. Nice. And so a lot of them, they don't want to leave the salon. You know what I mean? So it's great to have that there to offer them. But I still treat everyone the same. So it's not like I give my commission side education, but I don't give my booth rental side education. Right. So I like to tell people I have a structured booth rental um, salon. So nice. still wear all black. When you come in, um, you know, you still go to the receptionist and all those good things. So from a consumer standpoint, when they come in, they can't tell that one side is booth rent and the other side is commission-based. Right, right. Nice. I love that, by the way. I think that that, that is, makes more sense to me for the future of salons than most. Like, I mean, you have the, the old school one. I mean, I've only heard of the old school uh, commission-based structure um, with a couple of people that seems like it'll, it'll be able to adapt, adapt to like all these young, all these new stylists. Um, so, so when you bring on a new stylist, and I feel like I'm going to get off subject here. So I just want to ask this real quick, because I want to know for myself. And uh, when you ask, when you bring on these new young stylists, and you train them and you build them, uh, at how, like, do they say, hey, I want to be my own boss, I want to be my own booth renter, I want to make more money? Or how does that like, what is the uh, mentality as well as the process to transfer them over away to becoming more of their own boss. And like, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Cool. All right. That's a good question. So um, the first, I'll say the first thing is you can't, you got to kind of take you out the equation. So as a salon owner, right. Most of the time when a stylist comes and says, Hey, um, I'm ready to like I said, make more money or go to blueprint. The first thing uh, most salon owners do, they kind of get uptight a little bit, right? And they're like, okay, this stylist is ready to leave or blah, blah, blah. So I've been a stylist before, or I'm still a stylist, but I've been in that position before. So it's really just treating people how you want to be treated, right? So I know what that process was like. So instead of the owner just kicking you out and say, okay, well, if you want to do booth rent, go and do your own thing. I'm like, okay, hey, these are the first things you're going to want to get in order, right? So I said, okay, make sure you go and get your business name, get an EIN number, make sure you have a business checking account uh, set up. So once they come back and say, hey, Corey, I got all these things set up, then we start going into the second phase and I'm able to move them into either the blueprint or they go out and open their own space. But whether they're here being with me or out somewhere else, I still want them to be successful, right? Because nice. if you win, I win, yeah. right? And so that really helps build up the cosmetology, cosmetology industry versus saying, hey, well, if you want to be a blueprint or you want to be your own boss or you want to make your own money, 
just go and do your own thing. No, let me give you the steps, right? And so that That's way, awesome. when I give you the steps, then you're able to give the next person the steps. And so then you start making better hairdressers, right? And yeah. so you have people going in there and you don't have the products or you don't have, you know, all the tools that you need and you're not running your business the correct way. So I just keep it simple like that, man. Treat people how you want to be treated. I love that. That's good. That's a good answer. I like that. Thank you so much for that. That's awesome. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, I think this is uh, this has been a pretty awesome conversation. I've uh, I've really picked up some valuable things, and I'm sure our viewers and listeners have as well. Is there any um, last uh, pieces that you want to share, whether it's about giving back or uh, education or growing your business or tr- how to treat your employees, anything like that? Um, sure. So as far as growing your business, giving back, um, we do something here. We call it our annual back to school event. And so each year before school starts, we do free hairstyles. Um, we get our clients to come in and donate, whether it's backpacks, school supplies, um, different things like that. So if you want to build your business, again, that's a great way to introduce people to your salon. Um, and then it's also another great way to get stylists to come into your salon. So if you're not fully staffed, you know, go out and find hairstylists who are in suites and say, hey, I'm hosting this event. I'd like you to come and be a stylist. Um, we feed the stylists. Um, so just a great way to kind of put, you know, give back to the community as well as build up stylists, as well as give you um, uh, press or publicity for your salon space. So doing different things like that to really help the community is amazing, man. So um, I definitely say make sure that us as hairstylists, we kind of step out into our own community. You know, we travel thousands of miles, go to education, um, I mean, to hair shows and get all this education, but bring it back and really use it in your community. So mm. I definitely say just just be community-based, man. If you, if you want to grow and really make a difference, really step out and see what your community needs. It's so many... Um, hairstylists out here who can't afford education. Um, so that's why even with the Patreon, I keep it at a, at a low cost. It's $25 a month, right? So whether a student can afford that or a veteran hairstylist can, can afford that. Um, but yeah, just, just continue to learn, press through, and give back as much as you can. Nice. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much again for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, this is great. Uh, well, I definitely look forward to having you on again in the future. Uh, it's, you know, especially, you know, maybe down the road after you get your product relaunched or maybe, I don't know, something. I'm sure we'll be in touch, but I love everything you're doing. And I think your uh, your whole career path, and your whole perspective is we need more of that in the industry for sure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. All right. And uh, if you're listening on podcasts, please give us a rating. Five stars is preferable and follow us. If you're watching on YouTube or Instagram, please click the subscribe button, follow, like, comment, help support the channel. doesn't cost you anything. And uh, we'll see you next time. And thanks again, Corey. Thank you.